Welcome to another segment of BuddyCast. I'm here with a lifelong buddy of mine by the name of Squeeze. How are you doing today, Squeeze? I'm great. How are you, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. I got some fantastic news coming up this uh, upcoming week, which is I, you're the last buddy cast of the week. So I got a special uh, special friend that I'm meeting up with this week. So it's going to take a little bit of time off. <laughs> yep. So for those who don't know, this is my friend Sue. She goes by the clown name of Squeeze because she is, in fact, a professional clown. She's actually an award-winning clown. Um, she's done clown work here in Erie, Pennsylvania and Meadville, if I'm correct as well. Yeah. Awesome. So let me start up by asking what inspired you to become a clown? Well, years ago when I was really, really young, I was about, I was in second grade. I think I was probably seven, maybe. Um, I went totally deaf and my, I had had my tonsils and my adenoids removed, but my adenoids grew back a second time and they grew up my ear tubes <clears throat> excuse me and at that time my grandmother had had a massive heart attack well back then they didn't do cardiac rehab and all that stuff so she came to our house to live and she wasn't supposed to live very long and ended up living another 50 some years as a matter of fact she lived with me when she passed <laughs> but um she had been at one point a vaudeville pianist and when she moved in with us, she had this wonderful trunk of old costumes and she played ragtime piano. Well, because of the ear surgeries, I ended up having 13 surgeries on my ears. And because of the ear surgeries, I wasn't allowed to go outside at all. So second grade for me consisted of my neighbor was the teacher. She dropped the work off in the morning and picked it up after school. And I spent the entire day with grandma pretty much in the house because my parents were both farmers. So they were out working, you know, milking cows and all that stuff. So uh, me and grandma entertained each other and she taught me to play the piano a little bit. And, and we got to the point where we would put on, we've got this wonderful trunk of costumes and she taught me about being in character like, you know, if you're a tiger, you're not just like, oh, I'm a tiger. You're like, oh, I'm a tiger, <laughs> you know? So, so you know, <laughs> she just taught me all those wonderful things. And she taught me like song and dance routines <clears throat> with a hat and cane and <laughs> um, Kajlamar dance steps and, you know, crazy stuff that most seven-year-olds wouldn't probably know. And it just kind of lit that fire in me that, you know, and then what well, the funny thing was like every night we would put together like a dinner show, like my parents would come in for dinner and stuff and we would have an after dinner show planned. <laughs> and of course I would come down the steps as a little old lady or something and tell a few jokes. And I remember one time trying to learn to roll down the stairs, <laughs> like physical comedy. And so, you know, it just, it lit a fire in me and I've just never forgotten it. Nice. Nice. You gotta, you gotta always love the grandparent memories, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, out of it, what could have been a real disability, I learned and I growed and I grew, you know? So I think that that's, that speaks volumes all by itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when you became an official clown, how'd you pick the name squeeze? 
Well, originally when I first started clowning, I was happy the clown and I was happy the clown for probably 20 some years. And, you know, happy just was like a boring name to me. <laughs> and I kind of quit clowning for a while. And then um, I had the opportunity to uh, be a part of a clown class as a partner with somebody else who was also a person with a disability. And um, my husband worked with this individual and he said, well, I just found out that we're gonna go to a clown class through the Association for Retarded Citizens. He said, and, but I found out that if I do it, I have to be a clown. He said, I'm not gonna be a clown. He said, you were a clown, will you come be his partner? So I did, and um, we were putting together a show at the end, and I had really started playing the accordion a lot more. I played since I was 13. And uh, so I uh, played the accordion at the show at the end that we did, and, and I said to my husband, I said, I need a clown name. I said, I like squeeze. He said, oh, that's kind of X-rated. I don't know. People will squeeze you and this, that, and the other thing. So I tell people that my noun, my name is a noun, not a verb. <laughs> if you like a little squeeze, I'll give you a little squeeze, but don't get fresh, you know? <laughs> so, Absolutely. So that's how I got my name. Mm -hmm. But I don't play so much anymore because I'm old and my, I have arthritis and my back doesn't mm. hold a 50 pound accordion anymore very well. <laughs> so, I need a lighter instrument. <laughs> you need like a little ukulele or something. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely. Now, back back when you really were doing all the clowning and everything, how'd you create your costume? Like, how'd you think of, you know, clowns seem to have like really colorful well, costumes. Another gift that I got from my mother and my grandmother was my sewing ability. And I've, I've always sewn from a young age. And the... The costume that I have, I don't know if you could see this back there. It's uh, polka dots and stripes, <laughs> multicolored polka dots and stripes. And yeah. it was just something that I designed. I made my own pattern. And so that's kind of been my moniker. And when I bought the fabric, I went to every fabric store that had that fabric, and I think I bought over a hundred yards of it. So I still have that fabric in my attic, <laughs> so I can reproduce that same costume. And but it, you know, that's one of the things I have to say is, as a clown, and I have clown friends who do many different looks and many different names, and they're still known for who they are. So you know, I don't think it really matters so much what you look like it's how you make people feel mm -hmm. and, and that's what they never forget there's an old saying that says um people will uh won't remember what you said but they'll remember how it made you feel yeah you, you how you made them feel and it's absolutely so true you know so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now do you have any like you know you said it best people always remember how you feel do you have any like favorite memories when you were a clown? Like any like favorite like encounters or anything like that? I do. I have some really awesome ones. Um, <laughs> uh, one of them was I was going to an oncology unit to visit patients in the oncology unit. And uh, this was years ago at Meadville Medical Center. 
And this uh, woman was in the room and I knocked on the door and asked if she'd like a visit. And she said, oh, squeeze, come on in. Well, we ended up sitting there chatting and everything. And she had lost all of her hair. She was there to have a uh, port put in for the second time. This was her second round of cancer. And uh, she said, squeeze. She said, I love your hair. She said, look at mine. And she had like a do-rag on type of thing. And she pulled it off. And her hair was about, eh, let me see, about yay long, you know, like mm -hmm. almost military cut. And she said, I would just give anything to have your hair. And she said, look, here's a picture of my son in the military. We have the exact same haircut. And I said, do you want my hair? And she said, I would love your hair. Well, I knew my wig was clean. And, you know, it's not something that like you would do nowadays, but back in the day they weren't so, you know, bacteria mm -hmm. controlled and all that stuff, you know. And so I had a skull cap on, so it wasn't like it was even against my skin. I pulled my wig off and handed it to her and she said, oh boy, help me get it on, help me get it on. And she stuck it on her head and and she just started laughing. She said, I've got a mirror and she grabs the mirror and she's looking and she's just laughing and laughing and laughing. And she said, that's it, I'm calling the nurse. And she grabs her buzzer and the nurse comes in and the nurse stops and she goes, okay, which one of you guys is the clown? <laughs> well, then, Years later, like probably a year and a half later, I got the most wonderful letter from this dear woman. And she said, you know what? She said, you were the one person that wasn't afraid to approach me. She said, and you didn't walk on eggshells. She said, and you let me say how I felt. And she said, you gave me the best therapy ever because you taught me to laugh. She said, I laughed at myself that day. She said, you know, she said, I laughed at life. And she said, it just totally changed my whole out outlook. So that to me is what, you know, clowning is all about. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That, was kind of like that. that was a very Patch, Mad or Patch Adams moment there, you know? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And he's quite the influence. He really is. Yeah. He really, he really is a great guy. I, yeah. I still remember that interview from him. Yeah. Um, now, as a clown, what else, like, do you have like a favorite skill that you like to do? Like oh, gosh, you know, I do a lot of balloon animals and a lot of face painting, but my actual favorite skill is doing skits and being on stage. Mm -hmm. And you know, that comes back from the days with grandma, <laughs> you know, make them laugh. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time I was in this skit and this gentleman that was at Clowns of America said, Oh, will you be in a skit with me? And I said, I don't know if you want to be in a skit with me because I'm not I'm not your straight guy. And he goes, oh, no, no, I want you to play the lead. He said, here's the part, you know, and he said, I expect you to just come out and do the part. And it was like, no, I was a woman sitting in a restaurant and I was trying to get the waiter to pay attention to me. So I'm dying of thirst, you know, like, you know, and I keep picking up my glass and it's empty, you know, and it's like pretty soon I take the vase of flowers off the table and pour the water. <laughs> I'm drinking the water from the flowers and I pitch the flowers by my back. You know, they just, you got to put all those little moments in there. <laughs> one of the people that I learned from a, another great mentor, and unfortunately he's not with us anymore, was Red Skelton. And Red knew how to, to take those moments and make good, clean comedy. 
And I think we need so much of that today. Everything's become so blue and so off color. And, you know, you can sometimes hint to those kinds of things, but you don't have to say them. And, you, you know, like I remember one time this cow went to the bathroom when Red had it out on the stage and he just kept rolling with it, you know? So, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. But <laughs> so. <laughs> I thought I could picture the stream man being, oh, look, my manure's here. <laughs> Pardon? I could honestly just picture him standing and going, hey, look, my manure, my manure has been delivered. <laughs> yeah, he said something like, I think we're having cow patties for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it sounds like, you know, all these memories brought you a lot of joy. Would you honestly say that being a clown adds joy to your life? It definitely does. And I'm a person who likes people. And I just think that, you know, there's so many more good people in the world than there are bad. And I think even bad, if you could call them bad people, have good things about them, you know. And and I just, I like studying human nature. I like, you know, like one of the things, even in my normal life at work, I think I can imitate everybody at walks at work the way they walk <laughs> people walk very differently and you know <laughs> and people are always like oh you do the best impressions of people but it's like <laughs> you know you just study people and and you know and we all have we're all just more alike than we are different i think you know and sometimes it's hard to remember that but especially in this day and age but you know we truly are and so, yeah, I mean, it, it adds so much to my life, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I think the world needs today? I think the world just needs a good, solid laugh. A good they, do. Solid... they do. They mm-hmm. do. So how about we give them a little one? What's one of your favorite jokes as a clown? Gosh, you know, I, I don't know. I have so many. It's like most of them are corny jokes. And what I try to do, like... um if I'm going to a particular event, if it's like a dog event, you know, I look up dog jokes. And if it's an ad event, I look up cat jokes. If it's a car show, I look up car jokes. You know, mm-hmm. so just, I, I try to make my patter fit, you know. One time I went to this woodcutters festival and I had this uh, log and it was about a foot long and I had it on a piece of binder twine and I was dragging it along like a dog leash and that was Woody, and he was a chip off the old block. <laughs> I went out on a limb to get him, you know. I mean, but I looked up all these. His his cousin's a dogwood. <laughs> you know, just you gotta, you know, whatever. You gotta find what works and just have fun with it. So Most definitely, yeah. Most definitely. Now, unfortunately, nowadays some people still are afraid of clowns. You know, like. Chlorophobia is still one of the most common fears. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're at an event and there's someone, like say a little kid that wants a balloon animal so bad, but at the same time just can't approach you. Like it's just hiding behind mommy's leg and everything. What's your method of handling that? But my method for that is that, well, if it's at a birthday or party or something, usually there's kids there that aren't afraid. And if you just go ahead and kind of, I hate to say it, but ignore that child and they realize everybody else is having fun 
and everybody else is getting a balloon or you know getting their face painted or getting or doing whatever you're doing with the children you know pretty soon they go hmm this isn't so bad nobody's going away screaming you know so mm -hmm. they come around and if they don't then i reach out to the parent or you know, whoever's in charge and say, you know, can I, can I give this little person a balloon, you know, just because they're shy or if they have a fear or something, you know, the worst thing that I could do is go, go, Hey, little kid, you know, you know, cause they're going to be like, Oh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you just, it's kind of like a soft, soft approach, you know, mm -hmm. you just let them see that, you know, you're not going to eat anybody or, <laughs> You know, all the weird <laughs> stuff that's out there, you know, but I mean, I've had some interesting experiences there. Um, the other day I ran into a woman and I, she said, I know. And I said, how do you know me? And she said, I was there when the guy punched you in the face at the grocery store. And I was just standing in a checkout line and some guy came up to me and said, I hate effing clowns. Boom. <laughs> and, you know, she was like. We held him down till the cops got there. I was like, okay. So you really got hit in the face as a clown. Like oh, that. Yeah, you get some real, there's some doozies out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But luckily I'd worked in mental health and, you know, mm. that, you know, people have issues. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Other than well, I forgave him. That's what mm -hmm. you, do. you have to forgive and move on. Other than getting hit in the face. Have you ever had some other crazy encounters or like other well, ones? Just like I had to get a baseball bat out of my car one time and hold off a few people until the cops got there. And that's when I learned that if you do a gig, you might want to ask for a good parking space in a lighted area. <laughs> Maybe a few people to escort you out on the way. It's too funny at Lake Park, you know, security would take me to my car. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was part of my contract and it certainly, I mean, there's people out there that figure, you know, if you're a clown, you're making good money. So, you know, they will come after you. <laughs> so, Literally, she's made 30 balloon animals and she's probably charging at least a dollar for them. So yeah, she's yeah. Dollars on her. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, now, let's say let's say there's someone out there who's really looking to looking into clowning, but just not really sure yet, you know, like they've got the idea on their mind. They think it's a possibility, but they should just, they just need that little, like that little push. Uh, what would you, what would you say to them? I would say that I would not recommend in our area doing it as a financial motivation simply mm -hmm. because you know summertime's great winter time around here is not so great <laughs> you know the the gigs definitely take a decline um if it's what's in your heart and and you want to truly interact with people and and maybe you have a skill that you want to incorporate into your clowning or whatever i'd say go for it i mean i think I used to tell my husband for every smile I give away, I get a hundred back, you know, and that's just exactly how it feels. You know, it just does so much for, you know, the best thing you can do for somebody else is to, or for yourself is to do something for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's 
me is what clowning is about. You know, it's, it's all from the heart for me. You know, that's, I mean, there are many styles of clowning. There's hospital clowning and, you know, uh, just plain old clowning. There's crumping, which is clown dancing, you know, <laughs> many, many different styles and kinds of clowning, hospice mm -hmm. clowning, you know. Um, so, it just, you know, you could be a silly magician clown, you know, whatever. So, yeah, if you have a skill or if it's something that's weighing on your heart and you want to do it, I would recommend, you know, check out one of the local clown colleges. I know Erie has one. Um, mm -hmm. Very good program. Um, you know, just check it out and see if it's for you and, you know, grow those skills and find out about it and, you know, figure out if it's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So, Most definitely. So the one other question I wanted to ask you is um, I noticed your, you know, your sign in the background there. Um, you're, uh, it looks like, you know, I've seen clowns like that before and so have the audience. Is there, like, explain your style of, like, your okay. character? I'm a traditional, white, well, I'm a comedy white face clown. Mm -hmm. um, which is, white faces where all the flesh tone is covered. Um, for your hands, you usually wear gloves, so white gloves. Um, I don't wear them when I do the balloons, only because you can't really twist balloons and wear gloves. But traditionally, like, if I'm in a parade or something like that, you know, all the white is covered. Um, there are goose clowns, which just has like basically like the muzzle and a nose and you have some skin tone showing. Um, let me think there's tramp and hobo clowns and, you know, um, there's, uh, European white face, you know, which is like the, uh, Perot dolls, you know. There's, there's a lot of different styles, and nowadays they have light a goose, and light a goose maybe just a little bit of blush and a nose, or maybe not even that, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, people have gotten away from the heavier makeup and stuff nowadays, and so it clowning, you know, can be anything, you know, anything you make it, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> like, a lot of times it doesn't really matter what the clown looks like, it's what's in their heart, because a lot of times I'll do in a goose character, like in the summertime when it's really hot, I don't want to wear all that white makeup. Which way am I going? All that. <laughs> I got the wrong way. Anyway, all that white makeup, you know, and everything. And it's like down on my neck because you have paint your whole neck. Either that or you wear a cowl that is white and covers your neck. And, you know, it's like I'm not wearing all that in the summertime when it's, if it's above 80, no. <laughs> you know. So unless it's a special performance and they specifically ask for squeeze that character, you know, but people still call me squeeze even when I wear my goose face. <laughs> I like my face is known as squeeze no matter what. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I do have some other characters that I do. I do a little old lady character called mama, you know, and I do uh, professional professor squiggles who, who is like a, crazy wacky doctor <laughs> i remember one time i went down to the meadville market house and i used to go down there every saturday and squeeze and i had gone to a, a clown convention and i decided okay it's time to break out dr squiggles or professor squiggles and 
So I went down there that, and some guy came up to me and goes, hey, clown, what are you doing here? This is Squeeze's territory. <laughs> I thought, sold. I must have done a good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Now, how long do you think it takes you on average to put on the makeup, depending on the character? Um, probably a half hour max. It takes me longer usually to press my costumes, you know, than it does to put on my face. And mm-hmm. I think one time I put it on in like 16 minutes, the full white face and the whole thing. Because <laughs> I was running late. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. You know, I recently saw a, uh, it was like a clown telecast thing during the whole COVID thing. The clowns have been kind of doing that to educate, you know, do clown education. Well, this one group, um, it was Jeff Potts. I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff. They were putting on their makeup without a mirror to see what it looked like. They actually looked really good. They did a good job. You know, and like the old clowns, like um, Mikhail Polakoffs, who was Coco the Clown, he was the one who brought pie throwing to the United States. They never used a mirror and they used stick makeup, you know, mm-hmm. and his face always looked the same. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. All righty. I think I'm going to end on this question. <laughs> Do you have, what's one thing you wish people truly understood about clowning today? That we are not hiding in the woods, abducting children, you know, (laughs) that we're out there just trying to bring joy to the world. And, you know, my personal motto is changing the world one smile at a time. And usually by the time I even get to my car to leave, somebody's gone down the street and they're like, squeeze, 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 how you doing? You know, and they've got a big smile on their face and I think there's one. you know, I, I, it's just about that. You know, it's about it's about loving your fellow man and and like you said, laughter. You know, mm-hmm. if you can get them to laugh, it takes it takes. You know, laughter is so healthy for you. It's healthy for your bloodstream. It's healthy for your lungs. It's healthy for every tissue in your body. You know, so we're basically out there making people healthier. <laughs> so you know, it's a good thing. It really mm-hmm. is. Absolutely. Well, you've certainly brought a smile to my face today, so you can catch that every one. I'm glad, Nick. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It was great catching up with you. I hope you guys are staying safe during this time. We are. We are. <laughs> glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. And I hope to reconnect with you once the stuff all clears up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but for all my buddies out there, this was my really good buddy, Sue Squeeze. She's, like I said, me and her go a little ways back. And if you're in need for a clown for a birthday party, an event, just something, I highly, highly recommend her. And she's just, she's the sweetest. And she's award-winning too. So it's, it's, you get the whole package. International Clown of the Year. (laughs) (laughs) Still, that's a big honor. So... But thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for being a buddy, as always. And uh, I'll uh, stay around afterwards. I'll chat with you for a minute, you know? All righty. Thanks, Nick. All righty. We'll catch you next time on Buddy Cast. Buddy.